We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a weather-ready nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 51. I'm Rando. And I'm Corey. And this is the We Finally Got Some Snow episode. Some some snow. Some, yeah. Uh, that's why I put it in the title, Some Snow. That was really pretty coming down. Oh, it was nice. And, and you know, a lot of it didn't stick. Nah. Some people, it was so and so hard for a while. People were asking on the site whether we were going to get more than, than what we had thought, but we ended up not. Well, it came in pulses. It did, because, for sure. I mean, it was nice, lightly snowing, and I had the windows open and the door open, just watching it, and all of a sudden, it just got intense, and then it got real light again. Guess, get some little bursts in there, I guess, but it was. That must be those that banding they were talking yeah. about. I mean, uh, and those are hard to predict. But so, to our east, they got they picked up a bit, you know. The oh, models, they sure The did. models kind of at the last minute. Decided, yeah, maybe South Central Missouri is going to pick up a little bit. Well, there more. were two models. You remember that? I mean, they were only ones picking up on it. And I thought, well, that's kind of weird. And who knows? And they were right on. Yeah, they were. Yeah, and they got uh, what two, three out of there, or close to it, even more if you had even further east toward towards the West Plains area. Yeah, yeah. Well, east I mean, to there even Springfield didn't really get a lot up there. I mean, no, we got a little more than they did. I think. Yeah, oh yeah. I heard Kimberling City may have gotten even more than we did. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody said that their roads were a lot worse than Branson's. Oh yeah, yeah. And you know what? I'm speaking of that. I'm thrilled we got so many new members to the road conditions group. Oh yeah, it, it's, it's working. A popular group. For yeah, sure. exactly like I was envisioning it. I mean, I I remember I had that that vision, and I texted you, and I said, "It's a road conditions group. It's a it's a great place for the community." can come together and just tell road conditions. And we got, what did we get? Like 300 people or something? At least. I mean, you were adding, I was adding and stuff. And other people add too. We don't, we're not the only ones that can add. If oh, yeah, you have yeah. a friend that, that, that joins, that person can add them as well. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's it's very popular. So we're well over 2,000 now. And it, and it's working out perfectly. Um, it, it's not immediate. We will say that because we have some people... They will post on there, and then you you got to give it time for everybody to kind of look at the post. It's basically, and, a bulletin board for asking about certain roads. Yeah, and, like a Pinterest. And, and chances are, one of those twenty two hundred people drove on that road earlier, and they'll tell you. Well, you certainly drove on some roads. I did. I couldn't get up one. So I mean, there <laughs> were definitely some slick areas. Definitely a lot of wrecks. Uh, the National well, Weather Service even put out a post. I don't know if you saw about uh, 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 an increase in. Uh, Weather-related car accidents in Branson on Saturday. Oh, in Branson, they yeah, targeted in the Branson us. area. Oh. They sure did. And uh, I saw a few, uh, maybe some injury accidents, lots of slide-offs. But uh, 
you know, those side roads were definitely a lot worse off than the main roads. Yeah. But but 65 had several wrecks. Yeah. And people were complaining. They they were saying, you know, where where's the MoDOT people? What Where are they out? Well, if it rains beforehand and it is raining, it's pointless. It's just pointless. Well, they were out Saturday, you know, after it rained. Yeah, I mean, after you, the dirt You can't number. put that salt down. No, it'll just wash right off. Yeah, I mean, we had thunder and lightning and pretty heavy rain the night before. Wasn't that the most bizarre thing? Yeah, I was on Facebook posting, you know. You were it, awake. It was lighting up my room. I I, I stayed up on purpose because I kind of saw it coming. So I like lightning and I like thunder. So, and we had some pretty big rumbles. It, it shook my entire house. Oh, it woke me up a couple of times. So, and that's the second night this week that we had the thunder. Yeah, we got some the instability. But that night was the big one to me. Yeah, I mean, we're getting those those systems. They're getting increasingly vigorous, let's say. Right. Um, and they're enough to produce, you know, get some instability, get some lift Usually going on up the there. south end of it, on the, on the south end of these systems, you have more of a, more lightning and thunder. You know, and but the weird part was, I mean, the low actually tracked in northern Arkansas. True. So, I mean, they were it was kind of spinning around. But the, the thing about this one... This system that was really, really different from the last ones is we got a big polar plunge kind of chunk slamming into that thing. So that's that's why on the backside we were uh, we got some of that mix coming down. And I made I just had a, an observation I wanted to tell you about. Have you noticed we've had probably three or four systems, and each time, each time, each system is getting more and more and more wintry it's like the first one when kansas city had the blizzard we got nothing then the second one st louis got the blizzard it was a little bit closer maybe got you know winter weather advisory up there around what is it uh lebanon and stuff like that then the next one okay springfield got something but we didn't now this one we got something it's like each system is creeping a little bit more the frozen stuff our way yeah i i, I see that uh, so what's that spell for us later on? Well, who, who I think knows? that who knows the next one may be the big one for us. Maybe. I mean, what? St. Louis got a foot of snow? In places, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. In Kansas City, uh, in that blizzard, they got eight, nine inches. I mean, they're having a heyday with winter up there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The the, the thing we're going into now is we've got, we're, you know, there was a pattern change, uh, just a slight one. And it was noted last Friday, and the Weather Service was talking about that, going into more of a northwest flow. And the northwest flow, uh, of course, exactly what it says, uh, northwest, cooler temperatures, the colder temperatures going to get that, you know, flow from Montana, southern Canada coming down here. And that's why we're in a cold period. But there is indi- there, there are indications of another pattern change going more zonal next week which I thought was completely bizarre because, you know, I thought this polar thing is going to stick around for a while. And we're on a roller coaster. We are, for sure. Yeah, and like tomorrow, um, tomorrow we're going to get up close to 50. Matter of fact, uh, we were recording this on Monday night, so uh, January 21st. So what's going to happen tonight, the temperatures are right about freezing right now. My mother texted me, you know, like I told you, we have a well and we have to, you know, plug in the light so the well won't freeze. And my mother texted me and said, do I need to plug in the well? I'm like, well, actually, the temperature is going to rise overnight. So Springfield should be around 38 
by three or four o'clock. And the Branson forecast, we're sitting at 32 now. It should be at about 40 degrees, about five o'clock in the morning. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> That's backwards. That's not how it's supposed to go. And a high around 50 tomorrow. Yeah. And then, as of right now, the forecast calls for tomorrow night, a uh, wintry mix likely. Yeah. But so. did you see on the hour by hour? It's like for an hour. Between I mean midnight and one o'clock, right? <laughs> and then it's all going to move. So we're going to kind of miss that one. There, there is cold air coming back behind this one, but it's just going to clip it like it normally does. Yeah. So we're not well, going to get used anything. To that. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, but got, I've got, got loads that. of seventeen later on in the week, though. Yeah, yeah that's that next chunk coming down. Sure. I hope not. I'm supposed to go to Joplin on on Thursday, so I seriously hope it doesn't. I, I I think high pressure is moving in. We've got really dynamic systems right now. Like the high pressure is is really high and strong, and the low pressures. The past couple of ones have been pretty pretty deep, you know, pretty strong too, and that's what gives us a lightning thunder. So we've got this battle, this northwest flow, and the battle going on. It's and they're right up next against each other, and that's giving us some major wind. Yeah, about chopped me in two tonight coming over here. It's pretty chilly. Oh yeah, my buddy Ray was out walking today. He, wow. Uh, he he <laughs> he called me and it's like I could hear the wind just blowing. He said, "Yeah, it's thirty five degrees and partly sunny, but it sure is cold out here." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're seeing hints uh, of another polar plunge coming in toward the end of the month, possibly. So we'll hit that a little later. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm not sold. I'm I'm just not sold on it yet because models have been changing <laughs> so for rapidly. Sure have. That's for certain. Yeah, but that's what they do. Yeah, and, and uh, matter of fact, our weather school. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit, but the weather school uh, is an interesting one. I decided to do the title of it is "Why Winter Weather Is Difficult to Predict." So. <laughs> you want to definitely check that out. So uh, let's see what else. Oh, rain moving in. Yeah, another system, but it's it's a warmer system. Gonna gonna start raining early tomorrow morning. Rain for most of the day, and uh, then you know, like I said, just kind of that cold air is coming in behind it, pushes it out. Little winter mix. Yeah. So I don't I don't see anything. I don't see any real traffic concerns right now. I mean, no. But it is going to get cold again. I mean, we are winter. This is winter. This is normal. This right? is right in the middle of the cold part of winter. Yeah. So. Yeah. But February's around the corner, which I I don't know. I still have it. I still have it upstairs in my head that we're going to get an accumulating snow. I don't mean like a half inch or I mean maybe three, four Remember inches. Remember when we got last year that we had a winter weather advisory ended up with almost seven inches? Well, oh, was that last year? Yeah. You remember that? No. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I probably do. (laughs) Well, I was out shoveling it, so I remember. So you definitely remember it. uh, You know, today's Martin Luther King Day, and Branson Schools, that's their makeup day for any snow days that have occurred before Martin Luther King Day. So we haven't had any this year, so they got today off. If we would have had some a, a snow day earlier this year, they would have went today. Last year. We were in the same boat. Here came Martin Luther King Day. No snow days, so they went ahead and took it off. That very week came the snow days. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it could, it could happen. 
You just never know when it's going to hit. It could happen. I, I the model, like especially the GFS and kind of the CMC, which is Canadian, were hinting at a possible snow event system coming through on Saturday. And it's gone now. Right? It is gone. High pressure. You know, and that's one thing we were, were I mentioned in the in the weather school. <clears throat> this time of year, in the winter, it's really hard to take even five days out on models. I mean, I mean, if they're all in agreement, which is rare, but it does happen. If they're all in agreement, you can kind of kind of get an idea. But for something seven days or eight days out, it's really difficult because, like what just happened. I mean, one day they're like, oh, maybe snow system. Nothing. Then massive high pressure, which is very different. I mean, not just sliding, but I mean, we're talking snow to absolutely sunny skies. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, I don't know. Climate Prediction Center is is kind of changed a little bit. I checked that earlier this evening. They're now saying equal chances for, you know, normal precipitation, normal temperature. Sounds like a well Nino was a bust. Me. Yeah, I did check that too, and uh, kind of surprising. I, I read the what is it, the January tenth? They do it the second Tuesday of the month. I did read that. They said we are in La Nada right now, El Nino neutral. Interesting. I'm like, well, where to go? What? Yeah, what happened to this El Nino? Everybody's talking about ninety percent. To me, it never fully emerged. No, at all. I mean, I mean. I don't know. I mean, there was there was hinting on it, and we're still under an El Nino watch. But what am I watching for? <laughs> We've right. been under a watch for what two months now, three months. Here we are, almost in February now. You know. Oh yeah. So yeah, I mean, the original thing they said they were going to it was going to develop and persist through winter and possibly into spring. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not see any percentages this time. I went went through the whole PDF file. They didn't give a percentage. So, I mean, the only percentage I saw was maybe like a 60% chance. But I also saw a projection graph over the next several months, and they're talking about El Nino potential just going down. So I I think, yeah, I agree. I think this is just an El Nino bust. I never really had a big feeling about this one. Yeah. It just wasn't there. But uh, probably just because the last few winters have been no snow and, and basically mild. Mm-hmm. Now, we've had cold spells this winter so far, and we've had close calls. I mean, the people up north sure wouldn't think the same way oh, we think in Branson. Yeah, oh like, my we gosh. haven't had a big snow in years. Like, well, we just had one last week. There's a few <laughs> miles up north. And it didn't snow out the game, I guess. No. I, I didn't, mean, I didn't weeks, watch the or game. A week ago, they had snow up until about game time. So people were having to brush off their seats. Oh. And, and then... Yesterday's game was just frigid, you know, cold in the teens. So, right. But what's the next big game? Is that the Super Bowl? Is the next one? It's in two weeks. It's in Atlanta. Atlanta. Okay. And two teams that nobody cares about is going to be in it. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, especially me because I'm not a sports guy. I mean, uh, I've always said this on Super Bowl night, I'm going to Walmart. There'll be a lot more people at Walmart now. Oh, than, because. <laughs> than if. Than, because of the t- coin toss of the last game went the wrong way. Oh. So if it wouldn't went the right way, then Walmart would have been empty. Now oh, really? you have a lot more people there. Well, I've been scrolling through my Facebook feed and and I just, seeing all sorts of things like the referees and Probably this a good and, thing just not to talk about it. I, people are people are fed up and they're done. 
I think. Yeah, well, well, that's good. That's good. Well, how about that eclipse? Well, see, that was the icing on a, on a bad sports night. <laughs> that was a good... I mean, that was pretty cool to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people saying, well, it's not red, it's not red, but it was well before it set in, you know. Oh, when it happened? Because it has to be full yeah. shadow for... For for it to have a red tint to it, just because of the I forget how it works, but it's a light in the atmosphere. Oh, the refraction right? going yeah, around yeah, it, yeah. yeah. Sure. Well, I went out about ten forty because I knew what the totality was supposed to start about. Ten forty one is when totality started. Maybe I was out at ten thirty. Then you had a maximum coming at like eleven seventeen or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I went out. Yeah, it was right before the totality, and it was a nice little crescent, and I just stared. I mean, the good thing, when I was out, the wind was, wasn't was blowing. Still cold, though. I could see it from my dining room for a long time, so I didn't have to go outside. Oh, yeah. But then I got too high, and I had to go out on my front porch, and I killed my foot because I had all the lights off. I go, oh, no, turn. <laughs> Kids were turning on the lights, and I go, oh, turn off the lights. And I turned off the lights, and I just hit my foot on this brick porch thing, and it just the whole underside of my foot's cut open. Mm, that's ungood. So it's sore today. Yeah. But well, but good, it was pretty for sure. Good thing your wife's a nurse. Yeah. She put not, a she's on not it. my nurse. <laughs> she probably looks at you and she says, will, get over you're, it. You're fine. <laughs> Deal with it. Yeah. Well, I told my mother, I said, because she, you know, she lives just north of Springfield. I told her, like, go out, go out and look at it. It's really, really incredible. And, uh, and she did, and she saw it, but she was afraid to be out, you know, side later, late at night and uh i told her a possum may come and carry her away right. and uh, she go well maybe a person might and i said well you stay indoors and <laughs> lock the doors but we've had some incredible incredible pictures mm-hmm. posted on our facebook page and that forecast picture wow and you said that was a screenshot from the nasa or it was from uh the griffith observatory and they had a real tight shot on it. It was a video feed. I had a live video feed playing on the site. So I figured, hey, I remember doing that last time there was an eclipse. We put put it as the forecast pick. So I thought, hey, let's just do it again. And this one was perfect. I yeah. mean, deep red. You know, and a couple of people, like you said, a couple of people are saying, well, that's that's not red. It's not doing that. Well, you got to wait till it's right there when it's like full in right. eclipse. A lot of people were taking pictures as the moon came up before the eclipse ever started. Uh, yeah. So I saw a bunch of them on the horizon because when it came up, you know, when it's closer down to the horizon, it, it has an orangish reddish color as well. Yeah, and it's bigger, looks bigger. Right. Even though it's really not. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Refraction. And you know how you can tell it's not bigger? How? Well, there's a trick. You know how big it looks when it's right when it's rising above the horizon. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the exact same size when it's above you, and the way you can tell is you. Put your hand out all the way and put your thumb up and you measure the moon on the horizon with your thumbnail or your thumb. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And you measure how far it goes from the tip of your finger into your thumb. Well, you can do the same thing when it's above you and it looks tiny and it's the exact same length on your thumb. Just... As it's closer to the Earth and the horizon, you have more things to compare it to, and it looks bigger. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just know it does look huge. It does, for sure. And pretty. And and be- the coloring. It's an optical illusion, though. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, the it's color's the same thing. not. It's the same. The color is the same thing that makes it red during the eclipse, basically. Mm-hmm. 
Well, it's, it's like like the sunrise. I mean, the the sun actually, what is it? The sun actually rises a minute or two before we actually see it because of the refraction. Oh yeah, sure. And it sets when we see it setting. It's already set, or something like that. It, it it's kind of cool. All, all this refraction and moisture in the air is just really cool. It makes it spectacular. But don't look in the sun. No. You know, I uh, did you have any luck with those eclipse glasses? I couldn't see a thing. Maybe that's why I stubbed my toe. Well, you know, I, I, I think those are probably for more the sun than the moon. Well, you know, I paid big money for those, and I needed to get the money's worth. Right, right. And I think there's another eclipse coming in about five years, too, around Fayetteville. Um, yeah, down in Arkansas. Mountain Home's a great place for the eclipse. I know 24, it, was, yeah. it was eight years from the last one, and that was in 2017, so we're about you know seven six and a half years to go yeah for that one and i won't have to drive as far but i tell you the last time i went i mean we got there and we found a park it was just filled with people and then because there was just a narrow band of totality going through missouri so everybody was going to that band from the north and the south we were in backup traffic all the way out of Sedalia <laughs> for hours. That's the bad part. All the way part. down to Springfield on 65. Exactly. That's the bad part. Like, everybody yeah. was just stuck because everybody was there. But it was worth it. I mean, it was yeah. awesome. So I'm looking forward to the next one. Yeah. I, I Yeah, because I remember, I, I have that graphic on my big computer in there, and I saved it just for that reason. We'll have to tease that next yeah. next year or two or three. <laughs> Anyway, it's another one of another one of nature, nature's spectacular events to see, and I'm really glad that I could see it. I'm just glad it was clear last night. And it's, we don't have one again for another two years, I believe it was. So I think that's what you say. Yeah, it's going to be a while. And wow. it was a nice one. That you know, it was a super moon, so it's when the full moon is the closest to the Earth as it can get. So it made a difference. I think it was it was quite astonishing. Well. You know, you can always tune in to, to Storm Dar Weather because we're going to tell you if it's going to be cloudy or not. Yeah, sometimes. Although, yeah, well, that's, that's like a, a difficulty. Meteor shower, in the past meteor showers we've had. Oh, nothing. Couldn't, couldn't see them. So. It was nothing. I try not to hit too hard on them when I know it's going to be completely a washout or, or, or cloudy. Well, I don't blame you because you don't want to get anybody excited. You don't right. want to <clears throat> hype thing. You, you know, know, the people who are really into it, they already know what's coming anyway. Uh, right. So, yeah, so <laughs> at least it was clear. We'll have to do that. Yeah. Well, I think it's time to get to the weather school. Again, this is why winter weather is difficult to predict, and I found it fascinating. So let's get to that. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, stormed our weather school. The National Weather Service predicted snow last week. But nothing happened. Why is winter weather so hard to predict? Winter weather proves to be quite a challenge for us forecasters. Models do a decent job in the spring, summer, and fall, but they get stumped with winter weather forecasting. Why? It's because there are other factors to take into consideration. 
temperature plays an important factor in winter. The freezing line is a place in the atmosphere where temperatures reach the freezing point, or 32 degrees. In the summer, it's located tens of thousands of feet in the sky. In the fall, the freezing line lowers, and in the winter, it's quite low. Generally, systems producing rain move into the colder areas, and the precip mixes with or changes over to snow. Simple, right? Well, you'd think this would be a no-brainer when it comes to forecasting, but quite the contrary. The caveat is that the freezing line is never constant, and slices of the layers of the lower atmosphere may have different thermal profiles. Warm air punching in a couple of thousand feet off the surface makes a huge difference in precipitation type. Snow generated at 5,000 feet falling into a warmer layer just above the surface may be just enough to melt that snowflake and turn it into a raindrop. Sometimes this is a tricky scenario, and this is one reason the forecast changes quite a bit in winter. Another factor besides the temperature upstairs is the surface temperature. Using the previous example, a snowflake at 5,000 feet falls into a warm layer and melts. But if the surface temperature is back below freezing, then the liquid raindrops will freeze on impact, creating a glaze of ice. If the warm layer is higher up, then the snowflake may melt and then try to refreeze as it falls into the colder air closer to the surface. In this scenario, the precipitation will fall as sleet. The snowflake turns into a raindrop, then the raindrop back into an ice pellet. On the other side of the coin, if the warm layer is at the surface, then snow generated upstairs may not have time to melt at all before reaching the ground. That's why it may be 35 or even 40 degrees at the surface, but we'll see snow. In rare cases, a dynamic system may provide enough instability that thunderstorms can develop. In winter, a lot of these storms can be hail producers. The reason is that the freezing line is very low, and any lift will propel the raindrops upward past the freezing line and create hail. Usually, the hail is small and non-destructive. However, in a very cold atmosphere, dynamic systems can create enough instability to make thunder snow. In this situation, a downpour of snow can accumulate quickly. It would be much easier to forecast wintry precipitation if the thermal profiles were more constant. Forecast models often change their solutions several times in winter as they try to take into account warm punches and fast-moving weather patterns. They're generally pretty accurate about 24 hours out from the event. Everything discussed so far happens when the surface temperatures are right around 32 degrees. Obviously, if surface temperatures were in the teens, then precipitation would be in the form of snow. A common myth is, quote, it's too cold to snow. Well, that has a small amount of validity for this reason. Colder air 
tends to be associated with high-pressure systems. Those high-pressure systems usually provide tranquil weather with colder temperatures since they come down from the Arctic. So in this case, a clear winter night can get mighty cold with little chance of it snowing. However, high-pressure providing very cold temperatures can be penetrated by a strong low-pressure system and shove moisture into the cold environment, and it could snow. It's hard to believe forecast model output five days in advance in winter. The weather patterns are fast-moving and can change in a matter of hours. So, when you hear someone forecasting a major snow event ten days out, then don't believe them. The bus potential is way too great. But, if models start predicting a winter storm only three days out, then we raise our eyebrows and keep an eye on it. If the storm is big enough and confidence is high enough, then the National Weather Service will issue winter storm watches. It's then time to prepare for heavy snow, treacherous driving conditions, and possibly ice. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. And there you go. You can probably figure out what all the factors are and that goes into winter weather prediction. I mean, one little chunk of warm air just throws the whole forecast off it's just yeah but we try or dry slot to get those dry slots dry exactly the dry i didn't cover the dry slot yeah i mean dry slots happen more than you think but you we recognize them more in in the the sea uh, spring Mm -hmm. when we get the severe weather i was trying to think of the s word the severe uh you get that dry slot dry slot we like dry slot in, in spring storms, because that's a dividing line that could really start kicking in some stuff. Definitely. But in um, winter weather, dry slot, yeah, yeah, it's a buzz. Okay, it's time for This Week in Weather History. So, Corey, what you got? Well, back in January of 1977, I would have been about four months old, <laughs> uh, temperatures began to drop rapidly. They were having an Arctic plunge. Mm. Speak of the devil. <laughs> well, they were. Uh, there's people. I'm not going to tell you where it is. See if you can guess. Okay. Uh, an Arctic plunge hit the area. By next morning, commuters opened their front doors or their homes and stepped out into the shivering cold. All eyes then turned upward to the sky as white flakes of snow came drifting down. <laughs> Many had never seen snow before. Oh, okay. There's a clue. All right. And according to this, if I can find it, we they had they had to call off school. Of course, now they only got a dusting, but they called off school. There's another clue. Okay. There were multiple car wrecks and slicks <laughs> slick spots. Uh, doesn't surprise me. So you know which part of the country we're looking at? Probably the south. Right. right? I'm trying to figure out. Okay, keep going. Uh, Severe damage to, here's a big clue. Okay. Citrus trees. Ooh, okay. Landscapes, and they had a terrible fish kill. We're talking Miami, Florida. That's what I was thinking. Is it Florida or Georgia? But then you said citrus, 
Miami, Florida got a dusting this week. My uh, forty-two years ago. Wow! And they freaked out. You know who also got a dusting during that system? The Bahamas. The Bahamas got never, snow. You would never think that. They the 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 front page of the Miami newspaper, Miami, Miami yeah. newspaper, <laughs> said. Uh, the day that couldn't happen, snow in Miami. Yep, and they for sure got some. They they it was measurable enough to 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 call it more than a trace, evidently. Yeah, but uh, it happened in the Bahamas. Well, you yeah. Ever, you ever, yeah, I'm curious the Bahama weather. You know, Hawaii, you get snow, but you have these mountains. You know, on top of oh, these yeah. mountains, but there's not that there's not a big mountain range going through the Bahamas. Really, I mean, there's there's some. Hills and all, but well, they're out in the middle of nowhere. This is the Caribbean. <clears throat> yeah, so, of course. There's like 700 islands in in the Bahamas. A lot Gosh, of them are yes. little tiny things. Yeah, but yeah, snow in Miami. You don't hear that much very often. For you sure. know, you know, this is the first time in recorded history, by the way. Uh, see, you you bring that up. I re- I can't remember when it was, but there was. Uh, Maybe not uh, as far south as Miami, but I remember Florida got snow. This was several years ago where it was this freak Arctic plunge coming down. Uh, Wow. And you know what happens when that happens? Orange juice prices start spiking and going up. All the the fruit, you know, prices just go through the roof. Well, you got got, uh, northern Florida, Florida, uh, Alabama, Georgia, all those places that have Mm -hmm. lots of produce down there. Now, yeah, I, I, wow, I vaguely remember that. But so the temperature got down to 19 degrees that week. 19? 19 degrees. Oh, that's a hard, hard oh, freeze. Yeah, sure. So That sure. must have been a freak, freak storm. Well, to give, you know, snow in the Bahamas. I'm curious now, after, after we... After we end the podcast, I'm going to go and look at the Bahama weather because I want to see how many yeah. times they've actually gotten snow. Cool. Okay, interesting. Well, let's get to the next segment. It's the weather word of the week. And this week's Stormdar Weather weather word of the week is... Solar insulation. Ah. And solar insulation is the... It's basically the amount of, of electromagnetic energy on the surface of the earth from the sun. It, it, it basically means how much sunlight is shining down on us at a given time. Oh. You have more sunlight. I mean, you can have a perfectly sunny day either in winter or summer, but you're going to have more solar insulation in the summer than you do in the winter due to the angle of the earth and the sun and all that. Oh, yeah. The, from the, yeah, because in the winter, the sun's at a, at a very slant angle. Right. And so summer, more yeah. light and more sun radiation solar radiation Mm -hmm. is affecting the surface of the earth and what that does during the winter even though it's less in the winter is it melts the snow and models don't account and 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 the national weather service that they don't really account for that they they tell you how much you could possibly get in the next few days but they don't usually account for solar insulation that that would melt some of that away Oh, I got gotcha. you. See what I'm saying? I got okay. So, that's, that's so why, there could that's be. Why I picked that because of the snow and all that, and it, it does melt snow, even yeah. when it's a cold day. You're gonna have a little bit of melting, especially on you know the sidewalks and the road. That's from that that, that sunlight. Sunlight coming in. Radiation. Right? Okay, so so basically in layman's terms, we have a, like 
two or three inches of snow, and then that system moves out. And next day, the sun comes out, very bright. It's shining on the snow, and we think that it, the light would reflect, which I'm sure it does, but... Like okay, that makes sense because if it's on the sidewalk, it's heating that sidewalk up and then heating that snow and it melts. Mm-hmm. Interesting. There you go. Yeah. So uh, we'll have to change that to weather. Couple of words of the week. True. I'm I'm not going to go and make another. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> another jingle. Um, wow. So I guess we're just going to kind of keep watching this rain come in tomorrow. I mean, yeah, it's not, they, not much to write home about in my book, but. Nah. It, it, it is rain. I love, I love rain systems. Yeah. Do you still have your uh, rain gauge out? I do. Really? Yeah. And it didn't crack or bust? It or... didn't. It, 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 it's the way it's made. I don't know that it is going to be a problem. It's not hard plastic and it's not glass. But it is full and it is frozen right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's not too much good. Is that like CVP pipe I'm, or I'll something? Try to, I'll try to defrost it tonight. I'll stick it in the microwave. Uh, <laughs> it's huge. I don't think it'll fit in the microwave. But yeah, I've got to get a new rain gauge for my mother, too. I, I, I can, something big. I need to put it out. Just in, I'm not expecting a whole a whole bunch of rain tomorrow, but, you know, enough to make you wet, I guess. Well, you know, they keep bumping up the percentages. It was... 40%, then 50%, then 60 And earlier today it was 70 Now it's 80 So mm-hmm. they're pretty confident it's going to rain. And most of the rain should occur in the afternoon. I mean, there could be some drizzle and spotty stuff, uh, according to the short-term models in the Springfield National Weather Service um, forecast grid. I think what, what we call a forecast grid, if you go to weather.gov not weather.com that's the weather channel it's weather.gov slash springfield then you get the national weather service page and they have a a graph on a a graphic on there that's clickable so when you click where your city is a forecast page will come up that is called a forecast grid and it it's pretty much different for every city and honestly if you click just to the right of Branson or to the left of Branson, sometimes it could be different. It's the computer spitting out what it thinks for your specific location. And it can change just like that. It can. <laughs> and and that, has. And that's not human. That's not a human thing. That's that's the computer changing it for them, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine like all of the uh all the chaos? I mean, if yeah, one person yeah. had to go to each individual wow zip code or whatever and have yeah. to enter in all that it's like no so that so that's what we mean when we when we say the forecast grid wow well i think i think we're about done with this podcast what do you think Corey? you got anything i think we're heading into a boring week could be i mean a little rain tomorrow but then it's going to clear out get a little colder blam 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 sunny yeah tranquil boring. all i know is what we're Two months from today till official spring, you know. Oh, official, yeah. March twenty first, astronomical spring. Of course, I mm. go, I go off of meteorological just for, you know, that's what I. Well, prefer. it's twenty days sooner. <laughs> well, true, and you can still get the storms come through early. Sometimes the storms will come in February. You know. Yeah. You have teaser storms. I call them teasers because they're not as strong, but people freak out. Even worse, because they're the first storms of the year. And I say people, I, I think the National Weather Service also kind of gets a little... Tingly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then it ends up not being much. Of course, look what happened in February 29th of, you know... 2012. Right. 
Yeah, ew, we don't want to don't want to live relive that. See, any again. other day, any other year, that was leap year. That would have been March first. Any other year, yeah, which is meteorological spring. Correct. Yeah, and it's not our first tornado warning on March first in the past ten years. We've had another one too earlier on, like in two thousand six, I believe. Oh yeah. Yep. Well, March. I mean, March may come in. What is what is that phrase? March two thousand seven comes in like a lion and goes out like a lamb. Either or. Or comes in like a lamb and goes out like a it lion. Depend, it can change every year. If it comes in like a lamb, then it'll go out like a lion. Uh-huh. If it comes in like a lion, it'll go out like a lamb. Uh, okay. That's what they say. And then April showers and then May tornadoes. Of course, we're talking farmer, farmer's almanac, you know, myth stuff here. But Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got to bring the myths thing back yeah. out again. I have that all backed up, but that'll be fun. We'll have to do that for another time. Oh, and I want to tease this. This is uh, ne- next week is our last podcast of January, and then we will get into February, and we're going to have to come and revisit our buddy Mike Griffin. Uh, we we said in December we're gonna uh, gonna re you know revisit have him back on the podcast in February to see how much he really likes winter up there. Yeah, I saw, <laughs> talk, I saw him talking on a on Weather Nation the other day. Mm-hmm, yeah, which was pretty cool to see him. That's our buddy. He's yeah. with the you know Cleveland National Weather Service yeah. lead 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 forecaster. Lead yeah, forecaster up there. So that was pretty cool. You know when you when you know people and then. They make the big the big news, you know. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and the reason he was on Weather Nation is because Cleveland in that area got a huge snowstorm, blizzard, mm-hmm. lake effect, just hammered up there. So uh, we're going to have a lot to talk about. And so. he knew that he was heading into that before he left. So. <laughs> and what do you say? He's a Texas boy, right? Yeah, so yeah. he's he's got Texas and Louisiana. Than, than he's used to. <laughs> so well, yeah. I'm very. We got to get our questions together. So that's going to be in February sometime, and that'll be exciting. So I guess for this time, we better wrap this thing up. Okay. All right. So be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like our page and be sure to comment on our posts to have them show up in your newsfeed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast.